I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Is Charles Oliveira out of his fight with Islam and is Alex Volkanovsky in? Yes, all of that is true. It's funny, these people want extra time. I'll be here, I'm telling you I'm going to get surgery and I'm probably going to turn up there all in October. Find me a champ, like, you know, there's not many of them anyway. Who is this good for? Who is this better for? Is this better for Islam, who has been training, who has been in fight camp, or Volk to come in last minute, shake things up, and then maybe get Islam in, a, in an awkward position that he was not preparing to be in? I think it kind of favours Volk, because if you look at how that fight went in the second half of that fight, from rounds like three, four, five, Volk was kind of winning the later rounds. A little bit like Leon Edwards, Usman too. He's going to have the confidence to know that if I do get taken down, I can survive, and I can hurt him on the feet. And what I tried to do in the early rounds, which I thought was going to work and didn't, I know I don't need to do that anymore. I kind of tend to disagree. I mean, I think this absolutely benefits the guy who's been in a training camp the entire time. And to be fair to, you know, Islam, he was training for somebody who's good on the feet and good on the ground. Not in the same way, not the shorter, you know, stocky guy that he has a hard time taking down, but... He was training for a pretty well-rounded opponent already. Whereas Folk, I mean, you know, it's it's great that he's training year-round and staying in shape, but I have no idea what that looks like on fight night. I think you're right. Obviously, like one guy's been in a training camp, the other guy hasn't. Like, you're definitely right. You can't really argue that he's probably in the advantage. But I just think in terms of the actual rematch matchup, neither guys have had time to make those adjustments. But just because Volk looked better towards the end, and had kind of figured out, I think, what he needed to do to beat Islam. I think it favors him in that way. However, that might not matter because no fight is the same. You know, he he could go in there and try those things and they, they could just not work at all. We're going to get Volk Islam too. But when it isn't a Volk in training camp for the lightweight belt against a dominant champion like Islam, is that, will it be disappointing that Volk goes in and he's just nowhere near fight ready? Well, here's my thought on that, because oftentimes it does seem that when we have these short notice replacements, people actually tune into it more. Like you think of Nate Diaz versus Connor, that was last minute, and don't get me wrong, that would have always done that well, but the the crazy big shakeup, I think really helps sales. And then you think of Usman versus Masvidal, how much sales they got out of that. It was supposed to be Gilbert Burns. That sold better than the rematch did, of course, because it was boring in the first fight. So people didn't necessarily want to see the second fight. But I think these last minute shakeups, they get everybody's attention. It's the same thing as a press conference with Nate and Connor in the second fight, throwing monster cans, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at this. You could look at it lose-lose for Islam, because if he loses to him, that obviously looks terrible because it's short notice. If he beats him, doesn't look that good because it's short notice i kind of feel like we were maybe going to see this match up at ufc 300 we might not get that now islam has gone from preparing for a rematch against a guy he dominated and now wants to dominate even more and now he has to switch to 
a guy who he had trouble with. He got dropped against. Get rocked, yeah. You know, so maybe there is an advantage in stepping in short notice. Surprise, you're fighting me now and you've only got 10 days to well, prepare. Well, you mentioned you know? Bisbing versus yeah. Rockhold. Exactly. I mean, that's a perfect example. And Bisbing got kind of destroyed in the first fight. It was totally different in the second it's one. It's almost like, what does Volk have to lose if he loses against Islam? Nothing. Well, maybe he does. Maybe he loses that chance that, of champ, that, champ. Yeah, and that legacy of jumping up and winning that belt. And also, let's be honest, if he does lose this and he loses maybe like a close split decision or something like that, but he still loses, how long is it going to be until he gets like a third fight? With a, a long time. Yeah, exactly. Maybe so never. It, actually, the risk never, for Volk yeah. here is not just the risk of coming in last minute, but it's also the risk of, well, if you lose again, how's your career going to shape up? He's already dominated the featherweight division. He's got Taporia waiting for him for sure. But then actually after that. Yeah, I'm a, a, as big a fan as you can get of Ilya Taporia. You know, I don't think he has anything for Volk. I'm going to be totally honest. So this is like the only really interesting matchup for Volk. And taking on an 11 days, like we said, it could turn into one of those things there's probably a ton of confidence for volk right now in what happened in that last round and particularly the fourth as well he started to kind of find his momentum by the last round he was kind of stutter stepping his way in i don't remember the exact sequence for the right hand but i know it was part of a, an established sort of pattern recognition that he he landed that shot you know he had realized islam was reacting in a certain way and he had made the adjustment to be able to land that shot. So definitely. And Islam wasn't able to take him down anymore, which yes, is really interesting because in true. those first rounds, you had serious control time from Islam. He even had his back at a couple points and it was like, all of a sudden that was gone. Yeah, he couldn't do it anymore. You know, Islam minus 440 favorite. Uh, I'm going to smash this guy. He's got nothing for me. That didn't happen. So again, that mental switch of going from an opponent you've already beaten to your toughest fight ever. I mean, look, he took the fight. Like, he wouldn't have taken a fight if he didn't think he could beat him. It's probably more exciting than, than the Oliveira rematch, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about this way more than we were talking about the rematch That's the other true, day. You yeah. know what I mean? It did feel like we were stuck in the, in the mud at 155. Like, the previous champ had already gone back to the belt. All the contenders were getting wiped out. We just saw Grant Dawson get knocked out. It was like, great. So, I mean, we know that Islam destroyed Bobby Green. So, this kind of felt a bit pointless. But now there's a bit more intrigue. I mean, if, if Volk does get the belt, what the hell is going to happen in that division? The great thing about 155 is they have so many stars. So you've got Gaethje, you got Poirier, you got all these guys, obviously Oliver. There's a possibility for an Islam trilogy at that point. Like, there's so many really good fights with really big names that it's kind of good for the UFC because then they just get to go to that rogues gallery again, yeah. book these big fights, the new BMF will be in there. You Which know, is like, crazy though, when you think about like, we're getting excited for Volk versus those guys. But I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Islam hasn't fought those guys either. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got a good point, yeah. That's true. We're just kind of like extrapolating what Habib did to those guys and just being like, well, Islam's close enough, well, so we'll probably see the same thing. That's his major issue, isn't it, Islam? It's like we feel we've already seen him we've already seen those fights because he has pretty much the exact same style as habib 
I'm not going to lie, I'm, I wasn't massively interested in Oliveira versus Islam. But the intrigue, obviously, with Islam Volk is that it was such a close fight. And the, one of the biggest stories coming out of that fight was Volk still remained ahead of him on the pound-for-pound pound rankings because everyone who watched that fight didn't think Islam did enough to be ranked ahead of him despite beating him. Now, definitively, whether it's short notice or not, we're going to get that answer sooner than what it would have been if if this fight was going to happen, which is next year. It's really exciting to have that kind of attitude as well. Be like, fuck it, I don't need three months to train for this. I can do this now. That makes him exciting. That goes, okay, this is a guy that you want to watch. It's a guy, and we always say this about fighters as well, it's a guy who will fight anyone, anytime, anywhere as well. And that's sort of disappeared in, in the current age of sporting MMA. I personally love this. I think it's amazing that both are willing to do it. It's just a question of, <laughs> you know, who is this good or bad for? The only thing I dislike about it is, yeah, if they had a full camp, then they couldn't blame it on the short notice. That's you know? And I think that the yeah. thing about the full camp is at this level, I don't think any of them are going to, either of them are going to get better. You know, they're at the top of their games. I don't think they've got a lot of space to develop new skills, but that camp is for getting in the best shape possible and also for game planning. It feel like it's on both sides for me. Islam's going to have the advantage. He's probably going to be more physically prepared, but I think Volk is going to, because he made the better adjustments in the fight, I think that side of it, the game planning advantage is on the side of Volk. If you want more of this podcast episode, there is an unedited version that goes up every week to our channel members. If you're not a channel member, you can click the button down below or the link in the description and join up, all right? Unedited podcasts and writers meeting access. There's lots of benefits. Boom. We love it. You love it. I love it. I'm in love with you all. End of integration. <laughs> yeah. Too much? No, that's pretty great, yeah. I got nothing else to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. Fine, fair enough. Volk coming in, I think, has entirely saved... The pay-per-view, especially with Costa, potentially, who would replace Costa at this point? For It could be anyone. The only two guys that I'm kind of looking at are Marvin Vittori and Jared Cannonier, who are ranked five and four, which is each one above Costa. But I'm not really excited about those fights. I guess I am from the perspective of Hamzat's wrestling ability versus theirs. But it's not like, oh, he's fighting Costa. There is no one. There's no one on the roster that could that could be as good as Costa in that like who who could they put in that you could go this is the perfect fight for Chamaya Izzy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Adesanya imagine. can you imagine it's that like Volt goes in Izzy goes in it'll be amazing Marvin Vittori makes a lot of sense Hamza hasn't really fought anyone with the wrestling credentials that he possesses as well that's what makes him so fucking dangerous you know Marvin Vittori is a great all-rounder as well and it'd be really interesting to see how he stacks up against Vittori who has you know, beaten and lost to the best there at the top of the division. If Hamzat can get a win over someone like Vittori, I really feel that will be a massive indication of where he is. Well, he's two and one right now, yeah. or one and two rather yeah, yeah. right now. So like a big win like that for him would just surge him right back up. Like that would be a massive coup. Like, but I like the Jared Cannonier fight because that dude can punch as well as wrestle. That's what I like as a more interesting matchup. It's mental that Costa didn't say anything until what was it the mma hour he was like i've had surgery on my elbow <laughs> what was he thinking like three weeks ago like yeah. he's he had has all this these, time to say something these weird excuses isn't he like there's all his fights are getting oh, do you cancelled think he's, a lot he's purposely trying no to i don't it? think so it's just it is a bit 
like you said, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's like, why didn't, why did you even take the fight? Like, you, there is always some weird stuff going on. Ultimately, you know, I think anyone can kind of slot in there against someone like Hamza. I think we're so desperate to see at this point Hamza fight like a legit guy. Like Diaz was a terrible matchmaking in terms of competitiveness. It, I, I get it for the marquee value, and a lot of people argued for good reason that we ended up with a better card the way it turned out because it was like, well, at least we got a bigger guy closer to his size, but it was terrible matchmaking. Either way, the card went. We want a good matchup for Hamzat. We've already seen that he can destroy lesser competitors. And I don't mean any disrespect to those people. It's time but they're not test. on his level. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. He's been out of the octagon long enough. He's had the he's had six fights since 2020. It's time that he fights someone that is at his level. Because he's there. We all know how good he is. We just want another guy that's as good as him. See how he matches up. I think if anything proves how much we like Howlhead is the fact that we almost finished this bottle here. That was you though, because we left that in well, the no, review it's yesterday. Not, it's not just. Like, I'm staying late at the office. I got some work to do. We're coming this morning. The bottle's gone. So, so if you also want to enjoy Howlhead uh, like we have, you can get it at larger Tesco's, Amazon, and Master of Malt. Thank you so much to Howlhead for sponsoring uh, our content. We love doing it, and without them, we wouldn't be able to do it. So, thank you very much.